That's that oh. weird David Bowie knockoff song. Um, knockoff? It's a knockoff? Uh, no, it's just a song by a different band about Major Tom. Oh, heard. Got it. Dagny. Yeah. Episode... What episode is this? 40. 40. Four, zero. I cannot believe we committed to something this hard. I know. We're almost at a year. That's crazy. That's exciting. We should plug our show right now. Live show. If you're listening to this. Yeah, let's get it out in the world first before we start the show. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this on the day it came out on Wednesday or anytime, you know, the week it came out, this Sunday, September 26th, Dagny and I are doing Poptimist Live. That is a live version of this show that you can sit in front of your computer and be a part of our virtual audience. You can uh, ask questions. You can tune in. You can hear your voice on the show. You can just say, hey, Billy, talk less. And I know some of you really want to be able to say that to my face. Um, Tickets are only $5. It really helps us kind of spread the word of the show and enhance our audience. And also it's a lot of fun. It's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. Um, It was a lot of fun. Check out our Instagrams or, or go to brightlive.com and look for Poptimist and get our five whole dollar tickets. <laughs> yeah, we're probably like the cheapest show on there, honestly. I haven't uh, looked at all the other prices, but we are very reasonably priced. Yeah, so and, and don't go, oh, look, Laura Dern's having a show at the same time. Let's go see Laura Dern instead. Only do that if you can convince Laura Dern to be a guest be on Poptimist, on which Poptimist, uh, yeah. honestly would be ideal. I wonder what her hot take would be. Hmm. I was trying to Who make knows? a Star Wars joke, but no, it just no. like you, you know, that no, you've she's seen the, never done anything bad in my opinion. That's correct. You've <laughs> seen the clip of her in Star Wars where she makes the pew with her mouth. Yes. It's great. I love her so much. All right, here we she's go. so good. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Welcome to the NPR version of the show. No. No matter when you're listening, <laughs> welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm Billy McCartney. I'm a host of the show. There's a co-host. Hey, who's that? Dagny McCartney. We have the same name. <laughs> uh, That's my sister. If this That's is the first works. episode you're listening to, we are related. Uh, we are brother and sister duo host people. Um, Extraordinaire. Yeah. Extraordinaire. Um Billy, I, my thing that I want to talk about today, I'm very excited about. Your pop culture about. thing. Yeah. yeah, my pop culture thing. We always start the show talking about what we've been listening to, or not listening to, watching, consuming, reading, yada yada. Gobble, this gobble. Um, do you want to go first? I don't know if your thing is short. You just Mine... so hyped up. You were like, I, you I were know. Like, uh, my thing this week is um, Billy's thing. You go first. Uh, yeah, we can so... go. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll talk about it because I am excited because I want to talk about. If it's Housewives, I'm signing off. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let me change my topic to the real Housewives. No, of, um, no I want to talk about the new horror film from James Wan, Malignant. Oh, oh very fun. I haven't. Um, it's I on. Know H- nothing about it. It's on HBO Max. Go check it out. I'm honestly going to talk very little about it because I don't want to give away any spoilers. Mm, um, okay. um, but I will say, other than that, it's directed by James Wan and that it stars annabelle wallace um it is a horror film it is a big budget horror film that really gleefully leans into camp and i i was so excited i didn't expect it to be campy but it really is um and there was a i ended up wanting to watch it because i was kind of interested and then i saw a tweet that said um I guessed the plot twist of Malignant in the first five minutes, and I couldn't figure out why it was so obvious. But then the plot twist happened, and we were only halfway through the movie. Like, they were like, I guessed the ending, but it turned out that wasn't the ending. And the whole point is that they just go a step further and a step further and a step further. And it ends up being a really scary movie that's also really funny and ridiculous. Hmm, I might like that because I'm yeah. not great with just strictly horror films. No, yeah, but... it's a it is a horror film, but it's also like a love letter to a lot of B horror films. One of my one of my favorite things that happens in the movie is one of the supporting characters is gonna go. She's got to investigate another character's past, and it's like, oh, she was raised in this mental institution. Or I'm gonna drive up to this old mental institution to go through the records and see if I can get more details. And when she pulls up to the old mental institution, she like parks right on the edge of this like really sheer cliff. Like she parks really dangerously. And it's because it looks like an old like matte painting shot from like the 80s. Like it's like you can tell the actor couldn't see what it was going to look like. And that's the point. So she's like, (laughs) she's like parked cartoonishly close to this really dangerous cliff. And then she walks down this walkway that's like a foot and a half wide. And you're like, why? 
why are you going that way? Why did you park there? Like, and it's it's very That's intentional, funny. and I really loved it. So yeah, um, very violent in a fun way, especially at the end. Um, yeah, Malignant's great. I really liked it, especially now that we're getting into it's late September. As far as I'm concerned, Halloween has started. Go yeah. nuts. My roommates, I woke up this morning and yesterday evening they went to the Target dollar section because we're going to have a Halloween party, apparently. I just uh, found out. <laughs> yeah, you're invited. Uh, our guest, if you would like to come as well, I'm sure you're welcome. Um, but we have, I woke up and there's all sorts of decorations already prepped and that's a month from now. Um, okay, so my thing. <laughs> On Amazon Prime, there is a new documentary. I have I seen the first recommend. three episodes. I have not seen the fourth one. I almost <laughs> talked about this today, but I decided not to because I haven't finished it. I'm so glad. Real quick before you get into it. I don't write. Don't. I may have girl bossed too close to the sun. <laughs> I can't say much, but I may have girl bossed a bit too close to the sun. <laughs> uh, so the greatest documentary to come out of our generation is... <laughs> Lula Rich, <laughs> which is a four-part series. Uh, every episode, first episode's like maybe thirty minutes, and the other three are like forty-five. You could watch this in an afternoon. Um, it's so good. And my only critique is in the first episode, they're talking about their a million, like at least ten thousand children that they have. <laughs> they have so oh. many kids. Oh, the, um, you mean the, the 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 couple who founded Lula Row. The legging yes, company that's the a couple scheme. that founded, uh, yeah, Mark and uh, Diane, oh, because her Deanne, twin yes. sister's name is Diane, and you can tell Diane. which one her mother liked best. That's horrible. <sighs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Anyway, biggest critique, only critique, because the rest is flawless, is they very flippantly talk about they had two adopted kids. They adopted several kids, but. Two of them uh, married each other, <laughs> and we never circle back and discuss that they grew up in the same household, siblings, well, and they married they each other. Apparently, apparently he, um, they didn't grow up in the same household because it was like she was adopted by one parent before they got married. Like they didn't actually, they, they, they you know what? I don't know why I'm trying to justify this. this Remember how on the family, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Mary Cosby's no. married to her step-grandfather? That's made it too normal for me. So like, no, no, I just. No. This family deserves no redemption in any capacity. Um, they are a scam artist and uh, man, these leggings. I can't, Billy, I have to tell you, <laughs> I remember in 2016, I had just graduated college and I went home to visit the parents and I went over to, I won't say whose house it was, but mom wanted us to go look at these clothes that no. a friend of hers were selling. No. And I, mom was like this close to buying LuLaRoe uh, and selling it. Maybe not, but she did buy some leggings from there. And I think I have a dress. It's I don't have it anymore, but I had a LuLaRoe dress. If it's 2016, um, that's when it was still decent, though. Yes, that's before they were moldy and uh, had holes in them. Um, and oh my God, I remember like having friends selling this on Facebook and like it was as big as they're talking about. Yeah. Like, I had at least four people that would do lives regularly on Facebook to sell these clothes. Um, and it's just, oh my God, I wish... Uh, I, I just I, I you wish, wish you I you wish you had it. a step you you wish you had a foot closer inside the door you wish you had a little bit more <laughs> I just I, <laughs> it seems like such a crazy phenomenon to be a part of uh, yeah like it's just an experience that will never happen again um I mean yes it and will. also it's just so sad seeing like I have friends that are part of pyramid schemes now and yeah, yeah. I, I do get reached out to as like, hey, girl boss, um, <laughs> regularly on Facebook to sell skincare or something. Um, and I obviously don't because I can spot a pyramid scheme from a mile away. But some of these women, these poor women from LuLaRoe, they're just like, I don't think you've got, I, they get into the like misogyny part. That's episode three. Yes. Where they talk about yeah. how it's like the whole thing was like, and then get your husband's involved and get him to get quit his job. Involved. And now he runs the company and you're just subservient to him the way God intended because this is a Mormon yeah. company and we're getting it's, weird with it. Yeah. It, and it's just like insane that the Deanne basically tries to get them to invest all of their money and time into LuLaRoe yeah. as it's falling apart. It is wild to watch well and the like, documentary does a good job in episode uh, one of being like 
this woman is a business person and she did a she started this company and she She had good intentions and then by episode three you're like oh she's the monster Yes, yes. Well, I would say her husband is more of the monster. Right, but Uh, like, but like when, when it, I mean, just a little bit about how pyramid skins work. When basically the way LuLaRoe is making money is not by selling leggings, but is instead by getting people to become salespeople. And that's where the profit is, is getting more and more people to invest in a product they don't. And they it costs minimum $5,000 to yeah. buy into the company. And then she's like, she's like sitting there. I love the FBI tapes or the, not the FBI tapes, the lawyer they, tapes where she's got her impression. Yes. They have <laughs> both her and her husband. Every time they're asked a question, they have at least a stack of papers. That's like an inch wide. And they like say the FBI agent is like, were you part of a pyramid scheme? And they're like, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Every time uh, they just take their good old sweet time. It's a whole performance. Um, um, that's what I, I clocked. <laughs> Eventually I noticed that in all those lawyer so tapes, good. she's got like a, like a Trenta fucking Starbucks cup. Yes. That's pink with like red syrup inside. You can tell it's like a strawberry oh. something. And when they yes. ask her the one, like one really incriminating question, she like just takes the cup and <laughs> so she doesn't have to answer. She's like pretty, pretty iconic. Um, yeah, and awful, also terrible. And she became iconic when we. I got to the point of the documentary where she was trying to convince her salespeople to go to Tijuana with her to get weight loss surgery in Mexico because yeah. it was cheaper. Yeah, because she started to care only about the appearance. I love um, it. I just, I highly recommend, even if you don't give a shit about clothing or no, leggings, it's just fun. I got into it because so of the good. the woman on TikTok. Oh. Yes, there's the- a TikTok. Whoever is in charge of the advertising for Lula Rich had like content creators that were really funny do ads for them that were yeah. they were basically like making fun of like women who were going insane trying to sell these clothes. They did a really good job, and I so good that I was like, I have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched right the one of the women who's interviewed on the documentary a lot has a TikTok, and I saw her talking about oh. Lula Rowe like two months ago, just be, you know being fire and brimstone. She's the one who said. She's like, and I open the box and they smell like dead fart leggings. That's her. Oh, yes. I loved her. And uh, and then she started, I she popped up again on my feed as we got closer. She's like, the net, the Amazon documentary is coming out. And I was like, oh, oh, I am interested in this. And I just it's love, good. I love a pyramid scheme that's also a Mormon cult. Like, uh, I'll eat it up. Yeah, that's what, that's the real draw is like, you go in because you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a pyramid scheme documentary. And then you're like, oh, it's a little culty. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a fun little spice <laughs> the last thing i'll talk about is i really really liked in episode two the moment where it was like this fantasy that they're selling is a white woman's fantasy like this yes, single stay, I, like the stay-at-home mom who works from home and i was like i'm so glad they actually were like yeah that's why when you see all these photos of like the cruise it's like 98 percent white women like it's like yes. i love that they acknowledge that and my I'm obsessed favorite with, moment is when she said she wouldn't go on the cruise. Yes, when she, the one black woman that's interviewed in this entire thing, <laughs> she worked for the company and then she became a consultant. Um, and she was like, you know, you're in when Deanne and Mark invite you on a boat trip or like on a trip. And she specifically was invited on a boat trip. And she was like, hear me out. I love white people. I love them. But just me on a boat of all white people, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I, I, I uh, yeah. And the fact that she like leaned into the camera and like whispered this, like she was ashamed to say, I was like, no girl, I get you. I wouldn't want to be on a boat with these people. They're crazy. Um, uh, anyway, I, I highly, highly recommend this. <laughs> oh, and I will say though, I would have bought the penis leggings. I would have, I think those are hilarious. That's um, what a woman on TikTok had. Sorry, we're talking a lot about TikTok, but they really did a lot of their marketing on there. They knew yeah. their audience. Um, a woman was like watching the Lula Rich documentary and then she that part oh that's the other thing the designer talking about I knew that that was I had heard that before that like the graphic designers were We're required to make at least a hundred designs a day Um, and they show this one where it's like a Europe themed legging but there's an Eiffel Tower position you can find it online positioned (laughs) in a very suggestive area Um, it's called uh, the great penis of Paris or it's the leaning tower of Pisa sorry leaning penis of Pisa I'm just gonna keep making really stupid horrible penis puns you're good but she has a pair and she was like, I wore these all over Europe. And how did I not see it? And now <laughs> they're on eBay. She's trying to sell them for a thousand dollars. And good people for are her. Bidding to get I them. want them. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's buttery so good. Soft anyway, leggings. buttery soft that ended up becoming paper. I can't believe that it's still running, too. Like that one. 
Oh yeah, there's the interview that's like, I want to be with this company forever. And I'm like, she blows my mind. And, and you can, uh, active LuLaRoe consultants right now are like review bombing the movie. They're like getting on Amazon and giving it one star. And they're like, this documentary is bad. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Don't listen to them. You must watch it. It is so entertaining. Yeah. I love it. Pure gold. Um, I love it. We've already talked a lot, but there's so many, like, that's just a few points. There, there's also <laughs> the, I, oh, sorry. Just because I work in a company that uses Google Docs, this company was so mismanaged. I, I almost had a panic that. attack watching it because they used one Google Doc for the entire company to keep track of sales. Sales, I say air quotes, um, <laughs> because there was no organization. Um, and just like watching the, like, the screen grab of the Google doc where someone would change something. And then because there's like thousands of people, part of this Google doc, it's changed immediately. It was very, it's insane. And I think my favorite person they interview is the guy that like worked in the customer service emails. He's such a nerd. I love him. Yes. Oh man. Anyway, we got it. We got it. Billy. No, we got to bring our guest. You're having a great time and I appreciate it. I told you I was very excited to talk about this. I I mean, it's a great is I I watched two episodes last night. I get it. I'll probably watch after probably this evening after the boyfriend gets home. We'll watch the last one. I love it. Everybody watch it. We've said enough. Billy, can you introduce our guest? Because I'm very excited to have. Oh, my goodness. Our guest today, our 40th guest. Can you believe it? 40 episodes of Poptimist. She is an artist. She is a great friend. Put your hands together. It's <laughs> Sylvie Margot. Snaps, claps, claps and snaps. Welcome, Sylvie. Welcome, Thanks welcome, for welcome. having me. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about. We're jumping um, right in. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about, I mean, an entire genre, really, that okay. is represented, I believe, in um, pop culture. But also, I'm going to zoom in onto one movie. But the genre is. Um, the sci-fi rom-com um, and oh, it's my favorite yes. genre of film and there really unfortunately is not a lot of films I can think of like two off the top of my head maybe three and, yeah me too and it's really a shame and none of these movies are very good you know um, but one that I love that was the first thing that came to mind when I was asked to think of, you know, something I wanted to talk about was the mm-hmm. movie from, I think it's from 2009 and it's called Timer. Have you guys seen it? I think <laughs> someone has told me about this. We've talked about Timer. I think Dylan Horner talked about yes, it briefly somebody... on his episode of Pop. Really? Not, it wasn't like, like a topic, but he briefly no. brought it up. Oh, cool. I, he I... like mentioned it. I don't remember exactly the, the premise though. Oh my gosh! Did you guys hear that That motorcycle? Yes, very clearly. I record with my apartment windows open when the day is nice outside because I'm unprofessional as fuck. I'm in basically a soundproof room. Okay, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we see who the professional is here. So, Uh, and it's silly. Um, It is correct. Can you tell us? Okay, so I want to get into the genre as a whole, but can you just remind us of the uh, premise of Timer? Correct. Yes. So. One, there's no actor in it that's like recognizable, I don't think. Aside from the blonde um, main character, I think she was in Buffy. Um, but but actually, yeah, she was. Yeah, I didn't watch Buffy. I, I, okay, I'm guilty. I didn't watch Buffy. <laughs> I haven't so either. I it's okay. <laughs> okay, so I feel bad. I should probably have watched Buffy. Um, but yeah, so the premise is that it's sort of this like, not so distant future maybe, or maybe it's now where everyone, it's the norm to have this implant in your wrist. That's like a little timer that counts down to the minutes, seconds time that you're going to meet your soul and fall in love. And it's weird to not have one, like everyone in this culture um, and it takes place in LA and it's like, not it's not futuristic at all. Like it's very like, it's almost like, they look a little 90s for the early aughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? I love that. I love that, like, oh, we still wish it was the 90s aesthetic that, like, a yeah. lot of early filmmakers lean into. Timer is almost like a like a startup company. Like, you go into a, um, a store and you get your implant, and it's like a rite of passage. And I think you gotcha. have to be a certain age. You have to be, like, 13 or 14 to get one. I feel like it would, should be older than that. Yeah, that makes me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Like 18. And the main, no, you have to be, I think you have to be, like, 14 or something. Wow. There's, like, some Crazy. weird rules around it. And you, I think 
once you get, you know, you can only, so once you get one, it immediately starts counting down if your soulmate has one too. But if they mm-hmm. don't, then it will be blank. It'll just be blank. Taking and, a risk just yeah. to get it. Like it might just be a whole waste of time. And I'm trying to remember, I, I want to rewatch this movie. It's hard to find. It's hard to yeah. find. Yeah, it's um, one time my sister got me a t-shirt that said timer on it from the thrift store. And I don't know where it is now, but it was like some kind of promotional t-shirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both love this movie. And um, yeah, so anyway, the, the premise of the movie is that's the world. And the main character is the girl from Buffy, who I forget her name, but she's her name in the movie is Una. Una. Um, I was going to say her name in Buffy is Anya. There we go. Okay, Emma Caulfield. Name- Emma Caulfield Ford. She's okay. her name's Una and she's an orthodontist. I remember that. She's an orthodontist and she's probably like in her 30s and she hasn't met her soulmate yet and she's obsessed with her timer. Yeah. There she is, Dagny, just oh, to get you a picture, is. Dagny. Gotcha, Dagny, gotcha. did you watch WandaVision? Yes, was she in Oh, WandaVision? yeah, she's Dottie in WandaVision. She's the Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she played a like a like a sex demon in Buffy. It's been like ten years since I've seen it. I, that might be accurate. She's some sort of demon in Buffy that eventually becomes human, and then she kind of like is part of the gang for like a like a secondary part of the gang for a few seasons, which is cool. Yeah, I mean she's a great actress. I find her. Yes. I mean, she's very skinny. She's very skinny. <laughs> uh, not to like body shame or anything, but it's 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 like whoa. I mean body stuff was way different even in 2009 like I just don't yeah it's wild anyway it's wild but um so she's an orthodontist she's obsessed with her timer and her sister Mm -hmm. is a bartender and kind of a hoe because (laughs) her timer says like she's not gonna meet her soulmate until she's like in her 40s so she's just like fuck it who cares like I'm just gonna go wild then yeah. And oh, and Una, the main character, hers is blank, and that's why she's. And so every time she meets a man, she makes sure she meets one with no timer, and then she takes them promptly in to get one. <laughs> oh, I love that. And um, then she meets. Should I like spoil the whole movie? Or I mean, or? I, I think it's probably okay. It's over ten years old. I mean, and no one is going like it's so hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's hard to find. Um, but if you do find it, I need it. I should own it because, like, it's the kind of movie I would like to watch <laughs> times a year. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Um, but uh, so she ends up meeting a boy, a guy, a lot younger guy um, at a grocery store. He's like the checkout guy. And he does, he, oh, he has a timer. And it says he's going to meet his person in like a week or something. It's like very soon. And so he's kind of having a rumspringa. Like he's like trying to fuck anyone he can for a week. (laughs) um, She like falls in love with him. And then it turns out that his timer is fake. It's just like a sticker. And like people like it's like a pickup artist move where you can like get, get fake ones. And um, cause like women are more likely to sleep with you if you have a timer that's ticking down and it's soon or something, or I don't know what the, I don't know what the thing, (laughs) there's all this politics around it. And then she ends up falling in love with him. And then um, I forget kind of really what all the stuff that happens, but it's, Oh, and then a big other event in the movie is that she has a younger brother who's like 14 and the whole uh-huh. family goes with him to get his put in as like his oh, bar mitzvah or whatever. It's like his coming of age manhood thing. Wild. And so they're all sitting around him while he gets his implant. And then it says he's going to meet her tomorrow. And oh. tomorrow is like his first day of high school or something. <laughs> and then he he's just like and he's just a little boy like he's not he's like oh great and then he meets her and she's the daughter of like their house cleaner and they're like Mexican and like there's definitely like a classist vibe going on and oh. the parents are all disappointed that it's her and they have this big party to like celebrate their love and like it's really weird wow yeah. wow and, that's and, like yes and like Una is really like fuck you little brother <laughs> why do you have to meet your person like now and she's you know so anyway it's it's so good it's really there's a lot in there there's 
I mean, is and that's the, I is love. The, is the oh, checkout guy? I, now I just want to know: Is the checkout guy her soulmate? No. Oh, no. What happened? Her soulmate. There's this guy that the sister meets at the bar, who's like, this is weird, but I think he's like an actor that maybe I've just seen around LA, or maybe I went to college. <laughs> I might have gone to college with him, or maybe he's just in a lot of things. But it's like I. Feel like I know him, but I don't know if I know him personally or if I just know him. Because <laughs> <laughs> also, it, it came out in two thousand nine. You know, I probably just know him from Timer and watching Timer too much. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> because one time, I think I did actually see him at like some kind of comedy, like some LA thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was like, wait, do I know that person from school or? <laughs> um, <laughs> but she meets this guy. The sister, the bartender meets this guy at the bar and I think she flirts with them and then, or maybe she tries to set him up with the sister. I can't remember. Something happens and then he comes to the party. Maybe that he comes to the party with the 14 year olds who are their soulmates and <laughs> he meets Una and I think it's like a timerless, like he doesn't have a timer. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I think what happens is all of a sudden hers goes on hers and it says she's gonna meet him in like a few days gotcha and he, and he just got one ah. gotcha and then they meet it's like there's not a lot of build up to you caring about him or like but you know that he's probably like her person because mm. gotcha and also i think she she goes running every morning like you see her running and like he goes running too and like they see each other sometimes so it oh, it's sense. like a, it's like a, a, what am I, I don't know why I was going to say, it's like you've got mail. Um, I don't know, but it's not, I don't know where. You know, I also <laughs> love that movie. That's a great movie. And I, I think that there should be more movies about online dating now. Um, yeah. Because that one is so of the six month period when it was made. Like it is so. Yeah. Well, they don't know what each other now. look like. Um, yes. Like you couldn't make that. Like, what would a new You Got Mail look like would be, like, it's not often that you have, like, a totally blind... Yeah, it would have to be, like, like, like just through email, and, like, they both have to not have a picture attached to their email. What? And they have to be, like, professional rivals, too, which is... Yeah. That's, like, the there's whole thing. There's a whole side plot in Ted Lasso right now with a... There's a dating app that doesn't have pictures. It's just talking. So I feel like that would be... That's it. Thing. That's yeah, it. Where it's, yeah, it's okay, guys. Let's break this script. We're gonna submit. You've got mail to You've got Gmail. Yeah, You've got I mean, Gmail. Google consulate. The only yeah. there's only been a few movies really that have utilized online dating. Like it's just so funny to me that they that it's not really. It's as if because it's like as if that's how people like that's not how people meet still. Right, and it's really like that's it. how most people eat yeah. meat at this point. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of TV shows have taken advantage of that and like twisted the whole uh, like online dating or apps like Black Mirror has done a few things right. that are kind of totally. which is also kind of the same genre. It's just a TV show of what I you feel like um, sci-fi Aziz Ansari. Not necessarily rom-com, but just like yeah. a romance. There is like that Aziz Ansari show. I remember there was like scene a scene where he's at the same bar and it's just like swapping out the women. Mm -hmm. which I could relate to because I used to only go to I would always it was like I needed a control science experiment <laughs> the, <laughs> the exact same place every time but the dude would be different yeah I guess that's, that's very the thing people do <laughs> yeah. but yeah I think um timer is also back to timer Ooh. um is um yeah I mean because it, it it's still pretty relevant I like yeah, the way that um, yeah, I like the way that there's like politics around it, like someone who's timerless. They call them timerless guys. Like, <laughs> guy. it's like someone who doesn't have social media, or or someone who, mm. or in LA, someone who doesn't have a car or something. <laughs> oh my god, he's timerless. What? <laughs> Get with the program. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah that is still i feel like that would be something that would work today as well or like yeah. if you got if you got your timer like the bartender girl and it said you're not going to meet your dude till you're 45 then how would you play that you're like well it's going to be another you know 
12 years or whatever, might as well yeah. just live it up. Like There's also you- the horrifying implications of like, well, I know I'm definitely going to live to be 45. Like, <laughs> yeah. like somehow these timers have transcended the future and they, right. they're like, yeah. What if you get a timer and it's just like, well, uh, you would have met him in two weeks, but you're going to get hit by a bus in a week. Yes. Oh and then, of course, it also assumes that there's just one soulmate for everyone. And that's not. Yeah, true. it's very binary. It's that's very what, binary. There's, there's a show that just came out a couple months ago, I would say. Time's weird right now. It could have been a year ago. Um, the show <laughs> The One, which mm-hmm. is yeah. very sim. It's got a similar idea. Um mm-hmm. There's like also like a murder <laughs> looped into it. Uh, there's a lot of things, but I enjoyed watching that, and it does have a similar vibe. Is where it it's a reality like, show? Uh, no, it's a it's a fictional show. Um, oh. but it has the same idea. I think it's an app, and it's like once you're the one downloads the the app, it. I think there's a timer, or maybe you just oh. like find out who they are. Whoa, that's actually kind of a lot like Timer. Yeah, it's it is. Netflix. It's like very, very similar to. Oh, I have to the watch premise. This. Thanks for you would like it. Yeah, yeah, um, but it, it sounds like almost the same. My, rom-coms are my favorite genre, especially, mm-hmm. especially actually, I I really love you know anything from nineteen ninety three <laughs> to two thousand and yeah eight nine yeah. Timer is actually on the later end, and um, but you know I love the the science fiction element of it, which is very rare. And yeah, most of the other movies in this genre are also you know just very bad. And um, <laughs> I mean, I I don't think Timer is very good, but I like the idea of it. I think yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's when you said sci-fi romance. My first thought was that horrible. I say horrible. I haven't even seen it. But the 2016 Jennifer Lawrence, Chris That's Pratt what my film, Passenger. It's oh. not a rom com, but it's marketed as a romance when actually all it is is an abusive man gaslighting Jennifer Lawrence and her <laughs> yeah. somehow being okay uh, with it because a man wrote the script. It. I'm kind of under a rock. I don't. Oh no, it didn't do well. It it no. was a huge budget, but like no one saw it, and I the people who did see it were like, well, it's like filmed like it's a romance, but. The whole, it's basically, they're on like a generation ship. They're on like a spaceship going years and years and years and everyone's in cryogenic sleep. And then Chris Pratt wakes up and he's lonely and he falls in love with Jennifer Lawrence from a distance. She's just like asleep in her pod. (laughs) And so he wakes her up and he's like, oh, there's a malfunction. We can't go back to sleep and we can't wake everyone else up. It's just going to be the two of us on this ship. And that's like marketed as romantic. And not unbelievably creepy, but they also kept that detail out of all the trailers. In the trailers, it looks like, oh, they just both woke up on this ship and were like, we're going to make the best of this situation and then slowly fell in love. But no, the real plot is he's a gaslighting piece of shit and the movie tries to say that that's okay. Um, So then like, yeah, that's that was every critique I heard of that movie and no one saw it. I do think, though, in a small way, the... um, uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel and what's his name, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, does play like a romance. I also um, haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. It's uh, the the novels don't really read like a no, a romance, but they the the 2005 film it's definitely cute. has a romance subplot with uh, mm. uh, Martin Freeman and Zoe Deschanel, yeah. and that okay. it's re- and that's cute and really way done because that's weirdo sci fi, and I love weirdo yeah. sci fi. I feel like just- there's like. There's there's the kind of sci-fi, I guess, that's more fantasy, where it's yes. like, like, I was just thinking about, like, The Time Traveler's Wife, which that's is what like, I was gonna a, bring up. a book mm-hmm. that I really loved, and then when it, they made it into a movie, it was a terrible movie, and it was pretty disappointing mm-hmm. to me. But oh, that's, no. that's more, like, fantastical, like, he literally disappears and comes into different times and stuff, whereas the timer, there's, like, it's almost, like, believable, like, it's almost like getting a Facebook or, like, getting a phone like having a dating app on your phone or mm-hmm. it's like a little bit it's like believable to be real yeah the way that the other isn't and i finally I, figured I out i was like oh, go ahead. i think i'm more interested in that but i also i do i get i think the time traveler's wife like i loved it as a book because when i read books i'm like more able to imagine fantasy being real mm-hmm. whereas in a movie Unless it's like really well done, it's like, oh, this is silly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Like, whereas, yeah. like, if I'm watching a play, I can imagine it. 
better. But if I'm yeah. watching a movie, it has to be like spot on, picture perfect, really well CGI'd, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> disappearing and reappearing. And well, I was trying to think. I was like, I'm sure there's an example along the lines of timer, where it's like, hey guys, here's like a low flying LAPD helicopter. Oh my god. Close your window. <laughs> no, it's too nice out. It's a really nice day. You don't understand. It's like fall is finally here. There's like I a know. breeze. I'm excited for. Um, even though I'm enjoying talking to you guys after this, I'm for a walk. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. Um, yeah. Window stays open. Podcast be damned. Oh um, but no, I was gonna say I, I was sure there was an example of like sci-fi romance that's like top-notch, blah, blah, blah. and it's the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Oh my god! That's, I didn't even think of that. That's like right? a really. Yeah. yeah. And that one also still holds up. Like, yes. Um, um, one of the ways that, you know, I know you guys is through the boyfriend and the high school that I, well, I, te- we, I teach high school. And um, my students still love that movie. Teenagers still love that movie. That's good. And That's actually movie. really refreshing to hear. <laughs> I know. It is. Like, when I found that out, I was like, okay, these kids are going to be okay. You know? <laughs> like, everyone's getting pastel hair, like, weird hair color and. I complimented some girl in her hair and she's like, yeah, it's because of Clementine in um, internal sunshine of the spot. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, <laughs> oh my God, cool. That you- the movie came out the year you were born. <laughs> if not earlier. 2004, what? yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, I love that movie. That's hilarious. That's good because I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned about um, Gen Z's weird obsession with Twilight that's currently happening. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> Twilight is having a moment. I don't also, know. I th- maybe it's like the kind of kids in okay. my class that I don't meet a lot of Twilight people. Okay. I, I think it's like a, a, sh- yeah. a, a, a big TikTok thing to be like into Twilight, ironically. Okay. Which, that's a little bit more reassuring. Yeah. yeah. Twilight was ac- is actually kind of vintage now. Yeah. That is which true. Which is bizarre. But yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like and it's more, you're, you're able to be into it, it ironically. Because you're yeah. like, I'm, you know, it, that's was from when my young, you know, older sibling was a kid or whatever. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like cool. Uh, or, cool. I don't know. Um, I wanted to ask about kind of timer, but also the one because there's a kind of a subplot that uh, like married couples or people in very serious relationships are secretly downloading this app, and I'm remembering now you sure. have to send in oh, a blood sample to see if they're with to the see one. if they're like partnered with their there soulmate. is an element of that with timer too because her parents yeah. una and the bartender sister they're mm-hmm. not like biological sisters they're half sisters or whatever like their parents got mm-hmm. married to each other later in life mm-hmm. um and their parents both got divorced with whoever they were with first and it was because of the advent of timer they all got timers yeah. and were like oh shit i have to divorce you now yeah. Oh fuck. That's, that's kind of one part of the one is if they're like, oh, they're very happy in their relationship, but they secretly are just curious and download the app and send in their blood sample and find out that they're not with their soulmate. And so they're like, do I go find my soulmate or do I stay with this person? Because I they are happy in their relationship. Uh, but Sylvia, I wanted to ask if this technology existed, would you get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, probably. <laughs> and I'd be like obsessed with it. I'd be like Una, like I'd be taking each guy in to the store. Yeah, because like I think one of the first scenes in the movie is she. T- it's her taking a guy in, and mm-hmm. the people working there are like another one. <laughs> <laughs> she's just there every week. Oh yeah, she's gosh. like, and then they get it, and his is like, it starts counting down, and it's and hers doesn't, and she's just like, this is goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, I think I would be into it, but I don't like that about myself. Like, I mean, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think that there's one person for every person. So, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, there would have to be some upgrade, like you know, bug fixes to the technology. <laughs> I love all. I it's love like, all of the uh... really good ones soon. Right. There's also other good ones. <laughs> yeah. You I have love... one on your each wrist and your ankle. Yeah. It like goes all the way down your arm just different <laughs> yeah, times. You're, like, oh you're just like a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> this is my husband in Delaware. This is my <laughs> husband in New Mexico. This guy, he doesn't even know. It's my husband. <laughs> I love also the leaps in logic these movies have to make, especially like in the scientific community, 
Like in, in the one, it's like they've isolated the gene that's unique to just you and your soulmate. And it's like, yeah. are there medical uses for this? Like, what else have you discovered? Like, well, that's, that's hold the thing on. is like they're using this data illegally. Like they don't, the woman who creates this company, her friend figured this out and it wasn't for that purpose or it was, but they're she not. She could have cured, cured Alzheimer's, but instead yeah. she's it's profiting like, off of. Yes, yeah, so she biological grinder steals this information from him and <laughs> develops this company and this app and becomes a millionaire. And uh, it's now, does she sell? Really does she sell part, leggings? But, like it's good. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, that's where she started was Lularoe. <laughs> I was just thinking about how because like I've sometimes wondered because dating apps are companies that you know make money and stuff yeah like yeah. they actually profit more if you don't meet someone on it like if you i mean uh -huh. if you don't have a if you don't delete it and you don't you stay a customer and so are they really making it like i want sometimes i wonder if you know they're they're actually thwarting your your yeah. capitalism strikes again this <laughs> you know is like I mean? this is like there's that light bulb on the east coast that's been lit for like a hundred and something years mm -hmm. because we could have already invented light bulbs that never go out. We're that good at making light bulbs, but there's no profit in it. So we have yeah. it. Or like, you know, your phone being obsolete in a few yeah. years or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they keep doing updates to burn your phone out when it could keep working. Yeah. Um, or just how back in the day, all refrigerators had the same parts so you could fix your own refrigerator. And now all the refrigerators are made like shit so that they break and you have to get your one specific refrigerator manufacturer to send you the one yeah. stupid and, but part. Yeah, but that is extending into like, people's love lives right as yeah tinder yeah. tinder's like yeah swipe right swipe right keep swiping keep Except swiping yeah. we're only gonna you only show you like people you wouldn't like or something. <laughs> yeah. i don't know um, that's what i'm curious because like hinge is the only one that all of their commercials are like the dating app that's meant to be deleted but is it the, really they want that's what yeah i'm like does that benefit you also they're all owned know. by the same companies like i think hinge and oh really Tinder are owned by Match.com. I think Bumble has its own thing because that was started by like an ex-Tinder employee mm -hmm. that was female that was like feeling that misogynistic culture or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. But I'm sure that they'll get bought by something else. Um, one company. One company. <laughs> one company. God, I can't Honestly, wait to live in like an Amazon polarizing, city. Uh... Like, that's not true. <laughs> I don't think you would survive, Billy. Um, it's a company I, town. Use your Amazon bucks at the Amazon company store. <laughs> this worked for I'm, coal mining towns. It'll definitely work again. Billy, I thought you were saying you wanted to like live in the Amazon and go off the grid. And I was like, that you could never. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's you actually mean, more scary. You mean like a world where Amazon owns everything. Um, yeah. More realistic life for you. Um You'd have to switch to Alexa's, though, and get rid of your Google Homes. <gasps> no, but my um, allegiance to the great Google in the sky. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is I feel like even dating apps are, they're more common now, but there was definitely a time where that was like a polarizing kind of pop culture thing where it was, I don't know, people were like embarrassed if they met somebody on a dating app. And now it's just so widely accepted. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. that's the way you meet people now. Mm -hmm. Just the changing of times. It's so crazy. Well, also, that it's, I mean, there's a time, too, where the concept of a dating app or a dating website was sci-fi. I mean, that's what yeah. you, you Got Mail was, so was part of it. The reason it was a big hit was because it was like, this movie acknowledges that email exists. Like, it was <laughs> right. just so topical and of the times. And it was and like. also, there was that whole, like, the way that they chatted. I don't know. Was that AIM? A oh, my God. It must have been. Yeah, it was AOL like you have a screen name, and yeah, it was able to be very anonymous. Yes. Yeah. Um, Just text on a screen. No way. This is that Tom Hanks well, asshole who's putting my bookstore out of business. I think she was a little bit ashamed of it. Like she was like secretive about it. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, and he was. I don't know. They were both like in unhappy relationships. Yeah. That movie is so good. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I love the ending. I love. Yeah. I. That's a great film. Yeah, I know, Sylvie. You said Timer was like your main focus, but um, <laughs> did you have other movies in mind that you wanted to talk about other than like the Time Traveler's Wife? <laughs> well, I actually <laughs> can't think of really any in my genre. There was another one with Rachel McAdams called About Time, and mm -hmm. I remember yep. not watching that one either. I want to rewatch that one. Um, 
Donald yeah, I Gleason. Think, I can't think of any other movies that are in my genre. I hope they make more, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of TV shows have done more sci-fi, but not even rom-com. They're not usually like comedies. Yeah, you'll do yeah. it'll be like a ser- like, like I mean, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is not a comedy. It's it's no. a pretty poignant dramatic romance story, you know. But I feel really? like there could be they could do a very funny just like a rom-com but have a weird aspect to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there has to be something that exists. That mm-hmm. we're just like not. Well, one problem too that I've noticed is I think that rom com, and I may be wrong, but I feel like the the genre itself is just kind of died out because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. People don't want to go see those movies. I guess at the theater they don't sell tickets, um, except for for Christmas ones. Like they just don't make them that much anymore. Yeah. Which yeah. Is sad you know what bad. I was just reminded <laughs> of? What. Uh, Probably one of my favorite rom-coms, and I'm. It didn't dawn on me till just now that it's like a sci-fi rom-com. Palm Springs, Billy. Did you? Did either of you? I haven't Palm seen Palm Springs. I like haven't a- seen it either. Oh, it's so good. It's like they are living the same day over and over again. So it has like a weird, oh like, yeah, sci-fi aspect to it. But like um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess that is also not really sci-fi, movie. but it's like it has that. Uh, like unrealistic aspect mm-hmm. to it, but it's yeah. still like grounded in an, a realistic world. But yeah, I highly recommend Palm Springs. I remember watching that last year, just like on a whim, because I was on a kick of watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and mm-hmm. uh, also I love Search Party and Adam <laughs> Sandberg, and then the blonde from Search Party is one of the characters, like one of the side characters, and it's a short, just Hulu movie, and it it's so good, mm. and. Yeah, it's def- it's a rom com. It's very funny, uh, but they- it is also very sci fi. There's like a, a, a mm. mystical cave. <laughs> I'm trying to look yeah. at like lists of sci fi rom coms, and the- all of these lists are stretching. They're like really reaching to yeah. get ten titles. This this one this one has Deadpool and Superman on the list, and I'm like, that's cheating. No, um, that's no. a superhero movie. One of them has Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I think. I mean, oh, that I is guess. at its core a romance. I just always, I I'm, I was such, this is me being a little too nerdy. I was such a fan of the comic books. Mm-hmm. And basically it's it's six books and they started making the film after only five of them were published. And the sixth one was published while they were in production, but they didn't change the ending they'd written for the movie. And it's the ending in the movie isn't very romantic. And the ending in the mm-hmm. books is, and it's much better. Like Like book six is such a good ending to that saga that I'm kind of bummed about calling it a romance because it's yeah it's it's better in the in the books mm. yeah I mean I think most things are sadly. yeah well Scott Pilgrim bums me out because like the first four evil exes like those first four books are adapted so well and then the fifth one they take a lot of shortcuts and then the sixth one just doesn't exist and they completely change like the message of because the I mean not to give I'm gonna give it away a little bit the way the the way the book ends is Ramona rescues herself and then saves Scott, and it's like she rescues him from his toxic cycle of being a shitty boyfriend, <laughs> as well as like you know he learns and grows as a person, but sh- so does she. And and in the movie, yeah. it's just still only about him kind of being a piece of shit and just getting a little bit better. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, just because I was looking at a list. I don't know if this necessarily qualifies, but uh, Little Shop of Horrors is under if you click on the That's genre funny. of comedy, sci-fi. Uh, it's so funny. I'm saying this is my movie. favorite genre, and yet I haven't seen like any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Little Shop of Horrors is a musical before yeah. it was a movie, but yeah. yeah, I love the I've, musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie, like, the movie has the happy ending. They changed the ending for the, the, the film ending, version. Yeah. Oh, not, I just uh, thought of one. Ooh. The fly. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Wait, what is that's, the fly? Why can't I think of Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum, where he turns into a fly. He's it's like, the, oh, it's, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's trying to invent is it the teleporter plot? It's that that's the whole thing, right? He's like building a teleporter or he's, he's building like, yeah. something. He's like and a fly gets into the machine and then he starts to transform <laughs> into the fly. And it's disgusting. All the makeup is so like gooey and like it's disgusting. He he gets like so repulsive. Oh but that God. objectively is a that's like a cult classic, amazing eighties movie. Mm. That yeah, I don't think anyone would say they don't like it unless they really find it too gross or like gore <laughs> wise. 
Um, That's very funny. Like timer is actually a bad movie. Like I don't think there's any (laughs) or good writing or anything like that. That's what I love. I want you to come here and be like, no, no, no. I can acknowledge that this movie is bad. I just like it and think you should watch it. That is Poptimist. That is our mission statement in a nutshell. (laughs) It's really Um, good. (laughs) I love it. I wish I owned it so I could watch it. Oh, we'll have to get it. We'll have to do it. I love that the strongest part of the movie is the concept and everything else falls by the wayside. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, really good idea. Execution, not as great, but still love to see it. Yeah, it's really good. I do think it would be a really good um, idea to like make a movie like that now. Yeah. What's the what's the movie the Timberlake movie? That's not a romance, but it's the one where they have the the they have the timer on their arms, and if they run out of time, they oh die. Oh my god! Yeah, they use the time as currency, and everyone is like twenty five and beautiful, which is why Justin Timberlake's mom is Olivia Wilde. <laughs> right. Um, what? Yeah. So it's this universe where like everyone is born with like a set amount of time but the time is currency. And so all the rich people live forever and all the poor people are just like working for their next eight, like their next 24 hours to like refill their time. And they all stop aging at 24. And then who's the really, the, the, the really pretty gay guy with the the massive chin who was on USA. Um, You know who I mean? Mm-mm. You know who I mean? I mean, I have seen, I think I have seen this movie you're talking about or. Yeah. Is it just called, what is this movie called? It's a similar concept, but it's also a little bit dumb as well. In time. <laughs> in it's called time. In Time. Oh. And it's the uh, the act. So basically the whole thing is Justin Timberlake um, is like working to stay alive all the time. And then he like stumbles upon, excuse me, Matt Bomer. Oh, chin. American Horror Story Boy. Yeah. And then uh, Matt Bomer is like ancient. He's He's like had enough of his life. And he's sitting on a bridge and Justin Timberlake's like, what? Don't jump. And Matt Bomer's like, here, have all my time. And he like gives Justin Timberlake like hundreds of thousands of hours and then like is dead. Uh, But then uh, the authorities think Justin Timberlake like stole this time. And so like he immediately goes to like the rich part of town and like buys a car and people like scam their arms and it like sucks the time away. But it's like, that's their like credit card. Um, I saw this movie also, I think, on television. I saw it, like, it was, like, airing, and I watched, like, 80% of it, like, over my shoulder, because it was just on somewhere. I've never, like, huh. sat down to watch it. But, yeah, that's what I remember is, uh, uh, there's a re- the really dramatic scene is Olivia Wilde is, like, running, because her timer's running out, and Justin Timberlake's trying to give her some of his time, and they're like, ah! And then she, like, runs out of time before he can get to her, and it's his mom, oh. which is just, I think they thought it would work, but instead you're just like, it's just two hot people. <laughs> he's, yeah. and he's, he's calling her mom. Um, so it's just like they're Venmoing each other time. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what this movie is. Wow. It's very interesting. I see that. That sounds really Yeah, I mean, the cast is great. It's just a little, it's just a little, it's one of those things where like, where you're like, is, is the whole movie the concept? Oh, okay. The whole movie's the concept. Like, oh, this okay. is the gimmick. This is the gimmick beginning to end. We're not really going to have a lot of interesting things to say using the gimmick. Like, they don't do a, they try to, like, make a commentary on, like, the poor and the wealthy and classism. But it's, it's all very superficial. It's a very superficial movie because, again, mm. everyone is 25 and gorgeous. And then it just becomes, like, wealth porn when he gets, like, mm. the rich part of the city. It's like, look huh. at all these rich people. But it's Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, oh. uh, Killian Murphy, Olivia Wilde, <laughs> Johnny Galecki. That's funny. I saw him at a bar once. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Matt Bomer, as huh. I said. Um, Interesting. But that's in huh. time. That's well, that's in time. Not the same movie a- as Timer. <laughs> no, <laughs> not to be confused with. Uh, well, I guess this episode is uh, mostly just to promote to make more of these movies and make them good. <laughs> For Sylvie's yeah. benefit. Yeah, um, I would love that. I, I feel like we're not far off because, like I said, so many TV shows use this. That there's got to be more movies. Well, and out I also that. think that another reason, aside from box office sales, that romantic comedy stopped really being a thing as much is because of you know feminism and you know how like <laughs> oh yeah we don't all want to wrap it up in a bow at the end anymore. And some of the ones that have come out more recently, like what was it called? It's a break. There's a lot of breakup movies. Yeah, where it's like, celebrating it doesn't yourself. work out. 
yeah, you celebrate yourself. And um, so I think like there's like, you know, maybe the new genre of rom-com can be where, you know, maybe the dream isn't what we thought. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, hey, if we're lucky, maybe Paramount Plus will just do like a full Star Trek rom-com series. Just like That'd put it on nice. a starship and let them fall in love. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> they're really cranking out the like, Star Trek COVID, series. Like being so. trapped on a ship or being trapped yeah. in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely like a year. Well, I don't know. I actually still think everyone is too bitter for any kind of COVID film. Like yeah. what was there was that Anne Hathaway Chiwetel Ejiofor heist movie that came out? Mm. Yeah, cast, or was it Sandra Bullock? Did I just mix them up? No, I think it was Anne Hathaway. And they like rob uh, Harrods in London during the COVID lockdown, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. like, all right, guys, you made this movie too quickly. I am not. Yeah, I'm. Not I, I'm currently still locked in my apartment. I do not need to see Anne Hathaway using this to her advantage to rob a very fancy store Same um, with like that movie movie is called lockdown yeah the unfortunately trying to make a zoom sitcom and i was like it's too soon i can't do it uh but, yeah i yeah. think maybe i think maybe we'll never do it honestly i really think yeah the um, review yeah, the first review of lockdown romantic, like romantic comedy potential there yeah 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 like <laughs> it would have the, to be funny the forced <laughs> relationship between like roommates or like the forced mm, there's like yeah. a weird like scenario it creates that could be cool for yeah a movie that's what i saw some tiktoks that were like it was basically a Tinder date that they were on and then they ended up staying over for a long time because of the lockdown and then mm-hmm. like it worked out and they fell in love. <laughs> um, Lucky. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Danny, how do you feel about hopping on to the, to the end of this show? Yeah, we can play a game. Let's play a game. So like. Sylvie, Sylvie, what we do here on Poptimist is we end every episode with a game that we call What a Pitch. Mm-hmm. And What a Pitch is where we ask you to uh, uh, give us a genre and a, a type of media. And then Dagny and I each have 30 mm-hmm. seconds to pitch it to you. Um, I think Dagny goes first this week. I think so. Yes. So if you're feeling confident about it, I'm going to take my headphones off and we'll just get this party started. Totally. Or I'm just going to mute myself so I can't hear you guys. Okay. Mute yourself so you can't. Okay, he can't hear us. Okay. <laughs> he said that in a very funny way. Um, I just want to make sure he's not cheating. Um, all right. If you're ready, Sylvie, do you have a prompt for me? Yes. Um, I would love for you to pitch to me um, a concept for, um, ooh, I know. my. I would like for you to pitch to me my outfit that I will wear to the Academy Awards. I'm not winning an award for anything. <laughs> I'm just going as a guest because I was guess. invited by someone we don't know yet um, who invited me. Okay. So I need okay. an outfit. I need something to wear. Okay. Um, since you're a guest, I'm going to assume that it's not going to be like a designer reaches out and makes a, a garment for you. So what I would love is like a homemade dress or mm-hmm. like something that you craft um that just represents your personality a lot uh i feel like you would wear the color blue i don't know if you like the color blue but uh (laughs) i think like a blue floor length but maybe like newspaper to make a statement like you have some sort of like some way to really express yourself maybe like magazine clippings or something fun incorporated or you have like all beads Um, oh maybe like your students make like you know those like macaroni beads not macaroni but like they make a bunch of beads for you and then your dress dress is like macaroni just like that would be very fun yeah you just pitched a a better idea yeah i think like i think if it was just like all fringe but the fringe is like macaroni and beads and all sorts of stuff that you make uh, yeah so it's like your students make it for you I eventually got to it. (laughs) I love that idea. Yeah. So it's a very sentimental piece, but I think it would also be very cool and a nice statement. I love it. All right. We'll bring Billy back. Curious. That that seemed significantly longer than 30 seconds. 
Uh, well, Sylvie also uh, contributed some. We bounced ideas. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to give you a hard time. I just say the rules. The rules of this game are very strict. There is uh, a whole committee in Belgium that oversees to make sure we're doing this correctly. And I just don't want you awesome. to get in trouble. Yeah, oh I knew gosh. you were a stickler. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one who actually keeps a timer. I loosely look at the timer at the at the top of our screen. <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, all right, all right, Billy. Sylvie, what you got for me? Okay, so the prompt is to um, pitch to me my Academy Awards gown that I wear because I'm going to the Academy Awards as a guest. I love this. All right, an, an unknown person. Ooh, all right. Do you have a? Do you have like a cut that you like? Do you have like a type of dress? Because I'm, no, I'm. You a me- pitch the idea. Great. I want to go full Cinderella <laughs> ball gown. We're going full big poofy Ooh. skirt. Um, and just this is unrelated, but no mermaid cut skirts because they're all bad. No mermaid dresses. Okay. So yeah. big skirt. I'm thinking a bunch of tulle, just like Ooh. layers and layers and layers of tulle. But up top, we're going to go very modern. It's still going to be like classically cut, but it's not going to be like poofy and frizzy up top. It's okay. going to be uh, elegant, uh, uh, maybe, uh, and probably like no jewelry, just like like neck down oh. to like a little strapless top. Um Oh, I'm not sure about what color. I always think gold is kind of nice for the Academy Awards, but a part of me also wants to be like, what if we did like an iridescent, like purples and greens and blues in the different layers of tulle? So it's a little bit like under the sea, nice. outer space. Oh my God, wait, oh, I'm not going to be able to pick you from the pictures. I like both of the ideas. I'm actually going to change it. It's going to be like a dark navy blue with hints of purple, and it's going to be like outer space. It'll have, flecks of, it'll have flecks of gold in it, and those are like the stars. Ooh, oh my God. Oh, that's fun. I, that like, is the dress. Can I um choose you both? We can beow, be tied. Beow, beow, beow. We've tied yet again. This is our third. <laughs> yeah. Four, hers 40 was episodes. Hers this is like a third tie. Macaroni. Hers yeah, mine was, her students were going to make, Billy, the, you'll get this reference. You know Roxy Andrews' candy dress? The, like, yes. fringe? That's what yes. I'm picturing, but it's, like, her students make, like, macaroni beads or, or like, just, like, a bunch of strings of different... Uh, noodles. Just, yeah, yeah, different. Wow. It's all noodles. <laughs> It'll be, like, Lady Gaga's meat dress, but it's just dried pasta. <laughs> wow, I love that. I um, just hey. didn't want to get wet, you know, because then it would start to get sticky. Oh my gosh, yeah, you could cook. Yeah. Oh my God, but you could cook it that night after the Oscars for like a late night snack. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're drunk after the Oscars, mm-hmm. you can have some pasta. Yeah. And all um, my real- jewelry could be made out of cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That would be nice. <laughs> well, I guess, Dagny, I'll take a tie if you'll take yeah, a tie. I'll take a tie. I, uh, I wonder, are you going to go back 40 episodes? Maybe for our year anniversary, we'll reveal who's actually winning what a pitch. Oh my gosh. I think, I think I've written it down each time when I go and edit the episode. I might, I might go, oh. I'll try to do what I've got. That's insane. We'll do a reveal at a year and see yeah. who's the champion so far. Um, Sylvie, before we wrap up, is there anything you would like to promote? Um, just myself. Um, <laughs> I have an art show uh, on October 30th um, at Monte Vista Projects downtown um, in the fashion district. It's in the Bendix building. It's like a building full of different art galleries. And oh, yeah, yeah. It's, cool. it's, it's an art opening um, of some work I've been working on. I'm almost done. So yeah, if you want to come, it's on October 30th at... Monta Vista project. That's so exciting. Billy, That's you, so cool. Me and the boyfriends should go. Yeah, I love yeah. It. absolutely. From seven to nine or ten. It's a, in the evening. Nice. And my parents are coming. So. Oh, <laughs> Ooh! Yay! Meet my parents. Very cute. I would love that. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this, Sylvie. That you really nailed it. You did a perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Like the last few guests, we've really had some spot on. They understood great. the assignment and they brought they in just what we wanted. Um, yeah, so that was so fun. Uh, and if the listeners, if you liked this episode, be sure to check out all of our other episodes that we have on all the different platform services that you can check out. Uh, and when you do listen to those, be sure to rate, subscribe, uh, leave comments. We love some comments of uh, your opinions. Or if you have hot takes, Feel free to put them in the comments of the episodes or email us at poptimuspod at gmail.com. And I don't know if this is dangerous, but if you want to be a guest, 
uh, you can email us and um, <laughs> maybe we'll start taking requests of guests. Uh, Billy and I, we have lots of friends, but yeah. we've gone through a lot of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess if you're interested, let us know at poptimistpod at gmail.com. And um, tune in to Poptimist Live this yes. Sunday, September 26th. That right, is not another the 25th. way of being a guest, honestly. 26th. Yeah, tune in. It's only five bucks. Buy your tickets. Come say hi. We'd love to see you. Yes, it would be so fun. I'd love to see your faces and your words as you pop up on comments. Um, and to keep updated with those live shows and upcoming episodes, follow us on Instagram at PopTimsPod. And other than that, I think that's all. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.